You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday night, podcastdetroit.com. Time for American Winer Studio 3. How's everybody doing? I am great. The weather wasn't too bad today. I always talk about the weather when I start the show because uh, I have to talk about something while I'm adjusting the board. There we go. All right. My guests tonight, good friends of mine. Uh, I've been trying to get them on since the beginning. So glad that we're, that we're able to do this now. Uh, my friends, uh, Nate Hopkins and Ella Hutchinson. Guys, how are you? Good. <laughs> Not too bad. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Uh, we... Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have we have uh, many many stories uh, between the three of us. Uh, of of uh, and, you know, of, we'll get into, and that's all going to make sense by the end of the show. What I just said there, but the the uh, I, I guess we'll just start off like just tell us about yourselves and uh, and uh, and you know uh, how you know how we know each other and just who you are and uh, and well, give us your story. Why don't you go first, Alec? Because you guys have known each other a lot right. longer. I guess I didn't realize we. I mean, we've known each other since sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. I was in middle school, so yeah. And I think yeah. you might have been younger, man. I remember the first time I ever saw you, you played the sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> in uh, in uh, some Miss Berry's. <laughs> was that Miss yeah, Berry? Miss yeah. Berry's place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. That was my introduction to, to theater. Mm-hmm. It was a well worth degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's now right. I'm selling appliances. <laughs> That's right. You went to Northern Illinois, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember I went out and saw you in a Vietnam era yeah. play. I remember you yeah. firing a fake gun at the sky and screaming, I hate you, you yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know you were in training for the job of a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it all tied back together sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, well, we knew each other then, and then, um, you know, we started going up north. We kind of worked together for a couple of years and that was some good memories. Yeah, that's that's what I was referring to. I, I've talked about, I used to work for hospice on this show, uh, hospice supplier anyway, and um, and uh, both of you guys, that's, that's our, we're at that job with me. In fact, that's where I met you, Nate. So, yep. so why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, uh, I moved around a lot when I was younger, but I came to South Lyon in uh, probably junior year, so four or so. And then I didn't meet Alec until probably a couple of years after that. <laughs> he would come out to our house out in uh, Ypsilanti there, and we'd raise hell. And that, <laughs> I think was, our, you our guys first, didn't. I didn't know you guys didn't know each other in high school. I thought you guys knew each other. In well, high school. we we were in ma- marching band together, but I uh, never, never really hung out. We hated each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was a percussion. You played saxophone. It was you two completely different worlds. Yeah, <laughs> and. and uh, in fact, the first time I really hung out with Alec other than just shit-faced was uh, when we went up north to his cabin. And, like, when we got to his house to leave, Alec wasn't there. And his dad's like, oh, he had to go put his dog Sable down. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, we drove up north with his dog in the back. And we got up there and we found a nice burial spot for her and uh, – Dug a little hole. Yeah, and... it was a good introduction. I come back from the vet. I'm like crying. Oh come my on. god! All right, let's get up north and have some drinks. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because I remember. I think it might have been. I don't know if it was the first time I went out with you guys, but it was definitely. It was definitely the first time I went up with with you, Nate. And uh, we we went to the burial spot. I remember Nate was like, "All right, everybody, pour one out for for Sable." <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. We poured a little Sailor, Sailor Jerry out when we buried her and. Uh finish the bottle off and the rest is history. And then he got me the job at Advocare. And, uh, essentially that's, that's where I met you. And, uh, we just kind of went from there. <laughs> and what what are you doing now? Uh, now I, you escaped, you escaped. I, you, you both yeah, escaped. I, I got a different job where I work now while I was currently at Advocare. And, uh, now I work for an aerospace manufacturing plant, out in Jackson, Michigan, it's called Eaton Aerospace, and I work in uh, source inspection out there. Okay, I remember when you left really quick, and this—I guess this will be the first story that I 
because you you left a message on the on the on the whiteboard that we had. We had a whiteboard in like the main meeting room or whatever. I remember I came in the next morning after because this job was just like such a fucking nightmare in so many ways. Not just the work, and you know what? It really says something too. The work was like the least shitty part about it, like the fact that you're delivering items to people. Some was pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. So when somebody would leave, it was like somebody was like graduating or something. You know, it was like this. I mean, at least for me, it was like this big thing. It was like, oh, man, uh, Nate, how how are we going to get by without Nate? I can't. You know, that's one less cool person to hang out with here. This job is going to suck even more. And I remember, though, I came in the next day after you had left and uh, there was this message on the whiteboard. It said It said something to the effect of like, you fuckers won't be missed, especially Andy and Adam, who were the, the managers. And you'd put little hearts. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay. And so I wrote a message when I left. That, oh, you did? Yeah, I did because I don't know. I don't know if that became a tradition or whatever. I like to think it did. Um, I like to think I started it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I said something. I was, I was, uh, I was a little bit more. Um, uh, diplomatic. I said something like that was your first mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I said something like uh, like good night and good luck, something like that to the technicians, to the to the other drivers. Um, I don't, I, so. I used to write a lot of messages on that board in the morning. Yeah. Now, granted, I was rarely on time, so everyone was usually out on the road by the time I got into the warehouse. But uh, or you'd be in the shitter for about an hour <laughs> taking a nap. <laughs> Taking a yeah, we'll go with taking a nap. (laughs) But that came to a brief halt when uh, um, that new secretary started working. We had to kind of calm things down a little bit. Yeah, remember smoke in the warehouse anymore? (laughs) Because I remember uh, uh, Travis. He came in one morning and. He got there before me, and I came in, <laughs> and he wrote something on there. It was like, "Good morning, I got anal." <laughs> and Travis was one of the other warehouse guys. Yeah. It was you, uh, Travis, and then another guy named Cody. For the most, there were a couple of different iterations there over the years, but that was the longest one. Was the three of you guys? Yeah, it was at a the warehouse at uh, Haggerty and um, Ten Mile. I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was where the majority of it happened. Um, <laughs> I think that's when you you started there, right? You I never started there and ended there. I, I right. left before you guys moved over to uh, – it was Redford, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Livonia. Livonia. Yeah, it was Livonia. It was Stark Road in Livonia right off of 96 there. Yeah, I started um, with them. Well, we started when they were at that smaller shop. Yeah, on 8 Livonia Mile. Eight, yeah, well, actually, I, funny thing, a couple days ago I found this – old camera i had it was like a 300 dollar canon camera and i was drunk up north and i dropped it in the water so it didn't work for like three years mm-hmm. and finally i put new batteries in it and it started working and one of the first pictures on it from when i bought it was when i first started working there it was right after you guys had moved to that 10 mile and Haggerty, and there was just a big pile of fucking shit from where all the drivers brought in all the dirty shit. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. just stacked halfway to the ceiling. Because they hadn't organized anything yet, and they, we didn't oh. know where to put anything. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Andy was like, hey, man, I never even met him before I started working there. The supervisor at the time, he's like, if you want the job, you got it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I come walking in there, and I was just like, good Lord. <laughs> it, was, it took so long to get all that shit. Straightened out. It was a mess in there, but every day, yeah, every <laughs> day. A cool supervisor when your <laughs> when your truck was starting on fire or whatever. We left early to go up north, and then yeah. somehow he ended up on the same exit on seventy five north of Saginaw, just was, on the other side of the Milwaukee <laughs> Bridge. Yeah. Oh God, you made good time. You guys, you guys ran into Andy up there. Like, that's where he lived. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he was from Saginaw. He would drive down like every every day. He was coming back. Like we that. we pull off in that exit because I had smoke rolling out from under the Jimmy. <laughs> so we pull off the the exit there, and we're both standing there. And I mean, we left early, cut out early, <laughs> probably two hours, didn't tell anybody. Yeah. We're just gone. The dispatcher's trying to call me, text me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's already done. <laughs> he pulls Emma up. got her oxygen. <laughs> yeah. He pulls up. We got the hood open on the Jimmy with two kayaks on the top of it. 
It's like, what's going on, guys? We're like, uh, well, having some car trouble. But, <laughs> but no, he was he was pretty cool about it. I mean, hell, he went from basically a warehouseman to like a regional manager within like a year. Yeah, yeah. And then he and then he got fired too. He ended up because he because he well, I don't know if I should go into that on the air, but uh, it was nothing nothing major, but. Uh, but I remember when he left, and it, that was another thing. And that was probably a couple months before you did. Was it or was it? No, that was after we'd moved. It was after yeah. we'd moved. So yeah, you it was weren't after there. I was gone. Yeah, yeah. He ended up. He ended up getting fired. I did um, hear that. And uh, and uh, yeah, that was another day where it was like. I remember the salesman called me, Adam, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, listen, uh, Andy got fired." And by then, like, I was the no, like the number two guy. <laughs> I'd been there maybe two years at that point, <laughs> and that so that just shows you the turnover rate that this place had. And getting into like the. I said at the beginning, like the work was the the least shitty thing about it. It got pretty shitty sometimes, literally. But uh, the what sucked was the company that we were working for and and the way that they treated us because like our trucks were breaking down. We didn't have what we needed to do this incredibly, you know, necessary job. Didn't you have uh, a wheel fall off on like Cherry Hill or I something? I did. Like that? It didn't actually fall off. That happened to another driver where he was on the freeway and he literally he felt something and then all of a sudden the wheel. He sees the wheel off out of his peripheral vision, just going going into the ditch. Um, but me, I the truck was just not working, and and what had happened was the the two wheels on the back, the the double wheel or whatever, one of them had, had the axle had literally snapped, and so it was kind of like riding up on the other wheel and scraping. So it felt like it was just like I couldn't turn. I thought it was the the front wheel, and uh, and that was like my second week. I remember when I when I got the job. Because I had been, I needed a job, and I had I'd been working in Kensington, and my hours were drying up, and and I I was talking to you, and you were like, "Yeah, man, it's some real shit," and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then I got in, and I was like, "Thanks so much, Max. I was so thankful to have a paycheck." And I remember you were like, "You're gonna be bitching at me in about two weeks," <laughs> and, and you were right. I was within the first week. I was like, "This is hell. This sucks. This is this is." Like what the fuck is, am I gonna do? And and I'm like, there's no way I'll be here longer than than a couple months. Like maybe this winter. And then cut to summer 2013. <laughs> that would have been uh, fall 2010 when I started, uh, and I was finally out of there. But um, well, I remember those uh, cell phones you guys always carried, and it yep. was. <laughs> God I mean, damn me, it, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that was like that the dispatcher same. Every Ohio. time we'd be in the middle of something, it didn't matter what it was, that Cleveland phone would start Columbus. going off. God damn it, Tom. Yeah. Yep. That was Run that was inbreds. I like would have like not panic attacks, but I would have like a like a Pavlovian reaction to that thing. Like just I'd hear that that little old fashioned cell phone ring and uh and and my brain would just get like just rage you know alex i'm not sure you were entirely built for that kind of work because there were so many days you'd be coming in at the end of the day and you'd close that shop door behind you and you just had this look on your face (laughs) (laughs) i remember yeah i remember eric one of the other drivers this one time talking to me he's like yeah man everybody at the shop is like man that alex dude has got a lot of like repressed anger <laughs> That's when you had long hair too. It was. That, yeah, that made it yeah. even better. It's like, oh man, he's gonna shoot someone up sometime. <laughs> Do you remember there was that guy down at the bat, bat uh, the the other end of the warehouse? Yeah. Um, the, uh, he owned a, a spot down at the very end of the uh, warehouse, and everybody thought he had mob ties or something. But he would always come down and bitch at us about blocking the 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 parking lot with the trucks when we were loaded up at the in the early uh, part of the day. And uh, I remember one time he came over and uh, he had never had an encounter with me before. But I remember he started talking. I was I wasn't even mad. I was just like talking. I remember Cody, the other warehouse guy, just looking at me and just immediately turning and walking in the other. He's like, oh, God, what the fuck is he going to do? And and, uh, and of course, nothing happened. I don't even think the guy even like we never even said anything. It never got nasty. We were I don't even think I don't even remember what we were talking about. But um. But yeah, I I was definitely stressed out. The uh the t- I remember the the roof of my cab was just with was just <laughs> yeah. imprinted fist with uh, with fist yeah. marks and there was blood yeah. cuz I would I would cut my fist and I would keep punching. It was uh I think a few times I saw you right after a rant like that you come in 
your fucking hair would be all messed up like you were trying to pull it out or something. I don't know, but I was probably running my. I don't. I never tried to pull my hair out, but I would. I would definitely. I did that before I came here. I just run my hands through my hair, you know. Now and, uh, I remember one story about you out on the road, <clears throat> and <laughs> in a certain facility. Now I wasn't I don't there. Know where this is going. <laughs> There's so many. I, I, have no I, I had something to do. You were setting up a bed, uh-huh. and you got yourself quite a show. You were with Keith. You were with Keith. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, this that. legendary. I may have told this story oh, once, but uh, the, I've told it so many times I can't remember if you I told fixing, it on air. Or not, weren't you called out to fix a bed? It was, it was no, like we were picking up a mattress. There. We were picking up a mattress because I remember we were. It was a facility in Lev- or Dearborn. It was a facility in Dearborn, and uh, we get into the room. And it's it's divided by a curtain. There's two beds. We're picking up the bed that's or the uh, mat the mattress on the bed that's near the door. Then there's another bed over by the window that's got somebody in. I thought it was a guy that was in this bed. There's this horrible smell in the room, but that was I mean that we we were used to that at that point. And this was I was if I was with Keith and I was still training, so this is relatively early on in the career, and. Uh, I remember uh, I went to the head of the bed and I was undoing the straps on the mattress and Keith was at the foot getting the pump and everything. And at one point I hear the person in the bed by the window say something to Keith. I can't see them though because of the curtain. And Keith looks over and he gets his, his eyes get really wide. And he looks at me and he's like, go, go, go. And so we very hastily pick up the mattress. We don't, we don't fold it up or anything. We just get it out of the room. We take it to another room. And when we're in the room, he's like, he's like, man, that chick was fingering herself. And he's, and he's like, what had happened when his eyes got wide, she had uh, apparently been looking at him and, and diddling. And uh, and so she – but what happened is she she sat up and uh, took off her nighty or whatever the hell it was, her, her blouse, her, her hospital gown, leaned back and with her fingers between her legs looked at Keith and said, can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, hey, man, the smell in that room, that was rank pussy, man. <laughs> so Now, does any part of you feel discouraged that she wasn't looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never thought of that, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so there were all sorts of, uh, of stories like that. <laughs> I remember one, two, uh, two of the other drivers, Eric and Greg, came back from a facility in Southfield. And uh, they had been uh, swapping out of bed, and while they were setting up the other bed alongside this other this woman's other bed, she was in her bed, and uh, at one she had a diaper on, and at one point they the there became there uh, a smell became uh, you know noticeable in the room, and and so it was obvious that she'd used her diaper, but what, which I mean that happens, but uh, they said that as they're 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 like I mean two feet away from her, if that. She reaches in to her diaper and pulls out what's in the diaper and starts rubbing it on her through her hair. Well, and then this is the this is the the, the real thing though is because Eric looks at her and his first reaction is, "What are you doing, you shithead?" And then they all stop and then they just start laughing. Because <laughs> Eric, that was just one of his go-to words, shithead. That was just something that he he would say, and then he realized, "Oh my god." I just used it literally. So, yeah. Oh man, that you you learn some stuff though going into places. I mean, oh man, you go from you know the sticks. I mean, out a hundred miles from the city, or you know, inner cities too, and you can meet some you know real nice, good people, or just the biggest shitholes there are. It's crazy when you look at it's amazing how yeah. people take care of their elders. It's it's sick. Yeah, and and, and you know it it really. The great equalizer, right? Like everybody goes. It's it was amazing. And one thing that there were there were a lot of encouraging things that I saw too. One was I I don't think I I rarely saw anybody completely alone. Like everybody had somebody that would either visit them or like I remember one guy I was out in Port Huron and he said I was picking up the bed. Um and uh, the guy was like yeah it was my brother I hadn't talked to him in like decades but when I found out that he was he was he was gonna go I said well you can come stay with me man I won't make you do that by yourself so. It was stuff like that, you know, little moments like that. And there were a lot of them. I would say there were just as many of them as the the shithead moments uh, where it was was just some real – you got a real glimpse of the good side of humanity. Um, 
Yeah, there was but, good and bads of it, both sides. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting history with people, too. I don't remember if it was with Advocare when I was working for a moving company, but I was in a <clears throat> facility much like that. And it was a guy in his old room. I think he had passed. We were picking up equipment and stuff like that. But hanging on the walls and everything, it was like he – there was a lot of pictures of him and he was a, a – a fighter pilot in World War II. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of pictures and stuff and everything up that. And it's like, it's kind of amazing because, you know, you're in this old folks' home. It's like, you know, you don't really think twice about people, but you kind of see, when you see a little bit into the history of them, it's, there's really some amazing people out there. Yeah. It was, and you know, the reason that you weren't really able to always appreciate that is because you were, the company was running you so ragged. That you weren't thinking, you didn't have time. You were thinking about, I got four other freaking beds to pick yeah, up, and it's right. three o'clock. Just take you know? your fucking bed. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there you're right. Some that man, it's like, you know, you got to take a step back. It's like, yeah, I guess I'm delivering oxygen, a bed, a walker, a wheelchair. I guess kind of important stuff. But when you think that. I guess that's three o'clock, and then you got ten other deliveries. Yeah, they they didn't give you. You had it down to a science as far as how to give it and and set everything up and just be done with it and go. Here's the instruction book. Don't smoke next to the oxygen. Yeah. (laughs) See, uh, they're literally smoking as you're telling them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's something that you'd walk into and just reek like weed or whatever. I mean, yeah, that happened a lot. I remember the medical marijuana. Um, That did happen a lot. I I remember. (laughs) I remember uh, this one time, right? It was towards the end. I was right. It was like maybe a month before I ended up quitting. I delivered a full set. So every possible thing, you know, bed, oxygen, shower chair, jerry chair, the whole thing to this house in Wald Lake, maybe White Lake, somewhere up there. And uh, I was literally pulling away and they were like, hey, yeah, because he wasn't at the house. He was at a facility and they were going to bring him home. For the hospice, and uh, they called, and they're like, yeah, he just passed. And the family was still in there, and they didn't know it. And I'm like, what, do you want me to go tell them that? Like, I'm not going to be the one. Hey, yeah, you guys don't need this stuff after all. (laughs) The good news is you're not getting billed by insurance for this stuff. Bad news is you got to look at some funeral costs. Hopefully you planned ahead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it was was like I I think what I ended up doing is – I just pu- pulled over and I said, because if you want me to get the stuff, that's fine. I, you know, people don't want that in their house, obviously, after, you know, going through something like that. So I was like, I'll go pick it up. But like, I'm, I don't know. You have to- some of those wedges. Didn't you steal one of those? You can take those wedges. They're like the liberator. Oh, the bed, bed wedges. Use. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> they're pretty legit. They're, <laughs> they're useful. I use that. I just not a used one, though. That's the only bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, they, some things you'd just leave with them. Some things you wouldn't pick up. Like you would – I don't remember if bed wedges were one of them, but uh, – they. I think yeah. the company wanted you Those to pick up came as back. much as you could, but yeah. But uh, but yeah, w- with that one, I just – that was a situation where it was like I'm not telling them. Like you can – you can I'll, I'll go pick up the stuff and then he ended up saying, yeah, you can just go. Don't worry about it. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's – <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, like – well, I, you know. I remember there were so many times <clears throat> one of my favorite parts about working there was obviously our supervisor lived in Saginaw. and Because uh, he was the only one that they could find <laughs> yeah. to do this. And, and so there were so many times where, you know, the days running out and uh, Alec would come back to the shop and he'd have a fresh six pack of PBR or whatever. And we'd be just on the back dock <laughs> having a couple beers. <laughs> And there were so many times because I don't know what it was about you, but you would always be one of the last people in. Yep, we yep. we never remember who was back and who wasn't. So we we'd be like a couple beers deep out on the back dock and you hear that door close. Oh, <laughs> and it was like one of those shit. things where we scramble, put the beers behind us, we're like we're fucked. <laughs> and it'd just be Alex walking. <laughs> that happened so many times. We're like, oh, it's it's Adam. It's. Uh, Somebody we don't want it to be. Yeah, it's, it's Karen or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Karen. Oh, <laughs> she was the uh, corporate manager from because w- the way this company she was organized. This, this is another just, Ohio. Just so everybody knows, Ohio. oh god, how fucked this was. Why, how bad the company was. They're based out of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when most of your staff is from Columbus, let's be honest, we're not working for someone good. <laughs> Yeah. You know, oh, when no you got to break up the barnyard sounds from a conference call, 
<laughs> when the regional manager came up and he's like, it's lunchtime. Where's the nearest Waffle House? <laughs> I was like, you're in the wrong place, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that wasn't even because they were they had started in Chicago, like outside of Chicago. So that was where right. corporate was. Our dispatch and basically where all our orders came from was in Cleveland. And then we were in Detroit. And and I think I remember somebody like pointing out like they would they were constantly telling us we don't have the money for new trucks. We don't have the money for this. You know, you're just going to have to deal with it. But then as they're saying this, I remember they opened like four or five new locations <laughs> as in in Michigan, right. like the up, truck no. I started off with wouldn't go over fifty five. <laughs> yeah, if it went to sixty, it would shake on the highway. I mean, it was scary. Yeah, was that one of the suicide caps too, or because they had they had Isuzus and Fords, and the Isuzus had Ford. this. Oh, okay, yeah. And then I ended up driving it. The Isuzu was a good truck, other than when you got it stuck in the snow. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, when you what? try to go four wheeling with a box truck. And usually work out very good yeah these were 16 foot box trucks and uh i remember we were up in dryden i remember that uh that was the first winter and uh you we were at it was at this house at this really long driveway up uh, and you pulled in and then we delivered the stuff and it was uneventful and then we back we go to back out and just before we get oh, to the road right. you backed off of the driveway and it had snowed like there was a lot of snow and it literally you were just trying to make it easier to get onto the road but like you backed out and then we didn't go anywhere. It was it was we were stuck. And I remember we we shredded like a bunch of floor mats and a whole bunch of stuff trying to get it under the wheels. And of course, there's no shovels or anything in this. Thing. So we're using the the snow scrapers or whatever to shovel the snow out. It's getting and we were there for like four hours and uh, and we finally had to have a tow truck come. But uh, I remember driving home that night and I was like, this is gonna be a long, long. Time. I think I said we're smoking cigs the whole <laughs> way back. <laughs> uh, how did you get in on it, Hutch? Because you were the you were the first one out of the three of us to get get the job. I, I got in through a through a connection. It was a uh, um it it was a friend of um of someone that I boat raced with, and I needed a job. It was just coming out of college, so I needed something. I I, I tried a theater gig in Ann Arbor for about. A week I was an intern, a full week for this theater that's now defunct in Ann Arbor. Said, forget this. It was terrible. And so then I started delivering deathbeds for two years. <laughs> it was just a connection. That was all. Oh, it was, yeah. But it was through your boat racing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's how you knew the yeah. guy? Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was uh, Brian Trolley. And I remember. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he yep. was really short. I remember Adam, the salesman, would refer to him as Napoleon Trollian. And <laughs> yeah, because that's who I had my interview with was Brian, and yeah, then he quit yeah, like right after dude. I started, and that's when Andy came yeah. down, the guy yeah. from Saginaw. Yeah, yeah, I think Brian moved to uh, NGK uh, Spark Plugs. I think is mm. is what it was. Is that he got a gig at? But well, it's uh, you know that was. I mean, it was what? How many years for you were you there? Touch. There for a couple of years. It was at least two. Yeah, because you. Two, yeah, it was. It was about two. Like you were there for about two, and about I was there for months. Yeah, I was there yeah. for about three. So you know, I always say, uh, you know, I, I became a man there <laughs> <laughs> because that was where I really learned how to. By the time you know, you guys, you mentioned you know my uh, you know my pension for uh, for <laughs> rage bursts and things like that, which I tried to never do that around you guys, you know. But apparently, I apparently everybody knew about it, so I must have not. Uh, I uh, mean, delivering deathbeds in Michigan winters will make a man out of just about. You saw anybody. some stuff too. I mean, I remember riding with yeah. someone and watching people getting robbed in Detroit. Shit, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. being in some place, um, kind of on the west side of Detroit. It was like ten, eleven o'clock at night, and you're delivering a. Still living in a bed for a, a teenager, a kid that was dying. And, you know, it was this neighborhood where there's maybe one street light on, half the houses were boarded up. And um, I remember leaving the truck door open, and the the owner of the house comes out and goes, uh, You might want to shut that. Actually, let me, let me walk with you back and forth while you're bringing this stuff in. And I'm just in the, you know, Parked in front of his house. Yeah, yeah, that same I mean, thing happened to me. Yep, learned some stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, my first, my first like couple months, I was, I had Detroit. Like Detroit was my area. Yeah, and uh, it was when I was still training. So I was with this other guy, Keith. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I remember I remember the very first like patient I saw, and like you you really you know I'll never forget that like the looks on their faces and everything, and it's just like you see what a person becomes like as they start to break down, you know, and it's just what's so. What I was saying earlier, it's like the great equalizer. Like everybody looks this. There were people in, you know, you know, a couple thousand dollar a month facilities in Rochester that are going through the exact same thing as a person in Detroit who's right. dying in a basement with one and naked light bulb. Being, over them. And sometimes they're being treated worse, though. That's what was so funny. I mean, I've been yeah. someplace in Detroit that they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, kept up well. And I've been in some shitholes down there, too. But then you could go to someplace out in, you know, Ortonville or, um, uh, Sunfield, West yeah. of Lansing, you know, and, and there can be crap holes there too. I mean, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the hospice nurses too were, were another, like what the things that they went through, like we had to, our stress mainly came from the, the sort of unpredictability of how things were, were organized. And then the, and the fact that our dispatch was in another fucking state, Really, because I remember when we when we started out, they would like give us jobs. I'd be in like Monroe, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we need you in half an hour to be up in Ortonville." And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't Can you go to Ypsilanti? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, how about Latherup Village? <laughs> yeah, Tom, I'll go to Latherup Village. <laughs> yep, thank you, Tom. Why don't you go fuck a donkey while you're down there? After you're done with your sister. <laughs> uh, oh, Columbus. <laughs> You know what's funny? I don't know if I've ever told you this. I was born in Columbus. But 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 listen. (laughs) But my uh, my parents said, and I quote, my dad was like, We got you the hell out of there as soon as we could. (laughs) Yeah, your parents are the smart ones. But um, the hell was I going with that? I started off on one thing, and I went off on another tangent. And I can't remember what my original the point was. Dispatchers were terrible, and then <laughs> half the time, like you said too, you know, you had that one stop where, oh yeah, someone just died. Go back, pick it up. It's like you were in a race; someone could die an, an hour earlier, and then you're there yeah. hawking the bed up again. Yeah. It's like that's what it was. It was the hospice <laughs> nurses because they're the ones who had to really. I mean, like I was saying, like we we dealt with uh, you know the physical attribute of, of lugging all this stuff around and, and sometimes having to pick it up immediately and things like that. I mean, but they were the ones who actually had to deal with the families and, and all the things right. that they were going through. I saw some things. I remember I have this horrible story where uh, this, this one dude, I was up in, I was up North somewhere and uh, I was delivering to this dude. And as I, I was, I was putting in all the stuff in his living room and it was this guy's dad. And, um, he was sitting at the kitchen table talking to the nurse and I, and I was walking right by them as I was bringing everything in from the garage. And, uh, he started having a moment at one point, like, and it was this big dude. It was, you could tell this dude did not cry in front of people, you know? And I, f- I felt really bad for him. And so I was like, I should say something. Cause the nurses, you know, the nurse is all business and she's compassionate, but she's also got to keep the, this moving. Cause she's got other things to do too. Right. And, uh, so I was like, I got to say something to this dude. But I'm, and, and so without really thinking, as the next time I come in, I just put my hand on his shoulder. And this this whole interaction lasted maybe two seconds. But in my mind, it felt like like a good five, ten minutes because I remember I put my hand on his shoulder. And then I remember he looked at me, you know, and I was like, I was like, fuck, I touched him. I have to make this very casual. Otherwise, it's going to be like I can't make this too compassionate. Otherwise, and so what comes out, I'm like, sorry, dude. <laughs> and, then, and I remember he looks at me the face of the company <laughs> he looks at me and he goes thanks and then, and then he goes back to what and he looks away and I was I was like well I won't do that again uh, <laughs> shit happens bro <laughs> but yeah I, I, I so I remember one thing you never said to people, especially on pickups, was have a good one <laughs> or, or have a nice day. Or it was always take care. I found that was a great neutral yeah, way to do it. It was so it was like, you know, yeah, you know, I would take say care. some stupid shit to people. Oh, my God. I think I put my foot in my mouth at least once a day with that job. Yeah, yeah it was. have a good one. <laughs> Beautiful day, isn't it? <laughs> I remember no, one time. So much. This this woman uh, up in uh, uh, Macomb, it was in Macomb. She was like, uh, I remember I I had her sign for everything. It was a small pickup, but it was something really light. And she's, I remember she, you know, the, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But you, you have like sad people and angry people and all that. But this was a sad woman, and she, I remember she looked up and she's like, "Well, at least the sun's coming out." 
And it was just it was, that was another just little moment, you know, a little slice of humanity there. Um, but yeah, I, I remember <clears throat> I'd be going, yeah, that fucking dispatcher time. I'd probably. <laughs> He's gonna hear this. <laughs> you know, he left right before I left. He ended up. I he was he had left like maybe a couple weeks before I did. Yeah, and the dispatchers, did, where did he go? In hell. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, I don't know where he 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 like went after that. But um, the Sand dispatchers. His office. That's. Right. <laughs> uh, but Nasser what, would be too soon. What I was, <laughs> what I was getting at with. Uh, Earlier, I remember Andy, the manager uh, from Saginaw, at one point, like r- relatively early on, had a, had a meeting with everybody. This was maybe one of the only meetings we had. Like mostly, it was just get in, get out. There's no time for anything else. Excuse me, but he was talking about you have sad people, you have angry people, and you have what was the third one? Dickheads. <laughs> Uh, that was not. I'm you're pretty sad sure that people, wasn't. You're angry people and you cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember he said angry people are really rare, and the reason they're angry is because they're stressed out, and so you can never take it personally. Blah 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 blah. He said the vast majority are going. Oh, relieved people. That was the third one. It was uh, people that are have been dealing with this for years and are just happy that it's over and are, and are relieved. Um, and uh, I have a story about a relieved person. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, he said sad people are going to be your mo- – and that's mostly what it is. People were just very quiet in there, especially on pickups obviously. But, you know, uh, I, I remember this one time I had a, uh, a pickup in uh, – God, it was down south. It was – I uh, will say it was in Westland. Uh, and I went in and the, this was always – this was an interesting thing is when you get there and they called the pickup in too early and the body was still in the bed or whatever. In this case, this woman, I get into the house and there was this – I remember I pull up and the street is just full of cars. And so my truck is like sliding past and I, I park down the street because there's no room in the driveway. It was like this family reunion. And uh, and uh, I, I I get up to the house and I remember as I was walking in, there's this dude on the phone and, and – Next to the front door, and I hear him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna need about a thousand chicken wings." He was he was ordering food for everybody, but uh, but I get in, and the, the body is is sitting on this uh, on this oh. chair. So it, it it wasn't a lift chair. We we gave out lift chairs sometimes, but uh, the the bed and everything else was there, and all the people were very friendly. They they all helped me out. I remember one guy like holding up this commode from across the room. I remember he just held it up and pointed at it like, is this yours? And it, was, and it wasn't. So I'm like, no, that's not ours. You can keep that. And so it's this commode is like this little plastic toilet. Keep that shitter for yourself. <laughs> um, so, but I remember uh, when I, uh, after I discovered the body was there, I went out to the front yard and started talking to the, because you always figure out who the matriarch is or who you're going to be right, talking to, right? right? And there was this woman out in a car in the street and I was talking to her, what might have been her her son uh, on the front line. I was like, hey, you know, I can come back and get this stuff after she's out of here. You know, you guys can have your moment of closure or whatever. And he's like, no, man, I, I appreciate it. But, you know, and the the mom from the who's just moved her car out of the driveway so I could back in. She yells from the driver's side. And she's like, she's like, no, no, no. Get that shit out of here. We're, we're, move, <laughs> we're moving fast on this. We're having the funeral tomorrow. <laughs> I'd love a person like that. That's yeah. like the best. Yeah. It just breaks it up. So, uh, and I remember the, the, as I'm, uh, cause I was, another guy was supposed to be meeting me there cause it was a huge pickup and I, he never showed up. Um, one of the other drivers, but, um, I remember I was, that would be. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I was, it was almost done with it. And I noticed that the, the Hearst guys were there, the coroners or whatever you call them. And um, you think I would know what they were called after three years. And, <laughs> but um, I remember they, they looked like the men in black just with sunglasses and tuxedos and everything. And they're just staring at me from across. Like, I, like it's my fault that I'm in there. You know, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm doing my job too. So I get out of their way. And then I realize I forgot a signature. So I go back in and I can hear the family in the living room. And the the uh, coroners are standing outside and they're smoking. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I need a signature from him. Is it okay to go? And the, and the guy's smoking. He's like, yeah, they want to pray and shit. So you might have to wait a minute. <laughs> And, and I could hear them, and they're like singing hymns in there and, and things like that. So they wanted to. Have... So, uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, it was that was three years, three years of uh, of material like that. So, oh man, I I feel for you guys because I was just in the warehouse and we were, I mean, making forts and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Watching yeah making a shit. bed in the top rack, sleeping in it. 
I remember I remember uh, Cody and Travis would constantly be on their laptops. That would just be they would just go they would wait for everybody to leave. They would help people leave sometimes, and then they would yeah. uh, and they would they would be on their laptops the rest of the day. They didn't do anything else. That was meanwhile so. they'd send us down to Columbus. I remember going to Columbus actually twice to help out down there. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the <sighs> great things that came from that place was uh, seeing those oxygen tanks, and we always talked about man. I wonder what it'd be like if one of those blew up. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got our hands on one, and I, I don't know where we got it from. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember <laughs> we, at all. We t- <laughs> we took it up north, and uh, I remember. I wish Alec would have told us it was going down. Uh-huh. <laughs> but me and Brett are standing out by the cook fire up there, and we're getting a fire going to start cooking dinner or whatever. And Alex fiddling around with his 270. Didn't even see that the oxygen tank was down at the end of the rifle range. We're sitting there, you just hear, pow, boom. (laughs) Shook the ground, and we're like, holy shit. And it was everything we hoped it would be. So that That was was a small one, too. That was a small one. I still want to get a little more big one. Get an H tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, we couldn't do it at that spot, though. Probably get. Your fucking Shrapnel. backdrop would be gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're we're about fifteen minutes away from the uh, from the uh, from actually we're about ten minutes away from having to be out of here. But uh, do you guys have anything you want to whine about? It could be advocate related or not advocate related. <laughs> fucking baby cost. God damn. Oh yeah, that's another thing. You <laughs> oh, guys are both God. married and you have babies now. So yes. uh, yeah. so yeah, congratulations both, on that. Thank you. Thank we're you. Both happy fathers. Don't get me wrong, but. Man, you want to talk about, here's what Trump can do. He could take down the cost of fucking formula, diapers, and goddamn toys. That's why Toys R Us is going out of business, because everything costs about $30 a fucking toy in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just start That's bringing insane. them in some sticks and shit. I mean, maybe a Kong. Dog toys, they seem to love that shit. Dog yeah. toys are expensive, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Homer on the uh, the Simpsons Christmas episode. He's, he's he's getting a toy. He's like for Maggie. He's like, yeah, it says it's for dogs, but she can't read. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so. I think seriously, one thing we were whining about coming in was uh, the new hip trend of uh, douchebags going up north and taking their Bluetooth speakers and oh. cell phones and oh man, Facebook and. We because you guys share a cabin. That cabin is like a timeshare kind of thing, right? So uh, it's not as much a timeshare. It's more. It, it's a. It's a club. Um, it, I mean, it's a hunt club. It is where is where we've went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's something it's that like I grew up going redneck to. version of a timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> But my, so the thing is, there's other people up there, and now they're starting to bring their uh, their their technology with them, yeah, which is kind cell of cell phone always not on the point, it. right? Right. Well, well the, not even, just there, but it's like uh, it seems like in the last five years, you know, the places we used to go up all the time, you know, on the river, whether it's up on the Asable and stuff, seems like it's just getting harder a to even find a campsite. But it's like, you know, this year I went up with a friend of ours, and we we're going up there to fish. You know, and it's like part of the whole experience is you go out on a quiet river and you do your thing. And it was just like there was just douchebag after douchebag, <laughs> like in groups floating down. And it's like they all got radios blaring and shit like that. And it's like they're trying to sit back and the radios, they turn to each other like, isn't this so relaxing? <laughs> the problem <laughs> it's is. like, no, it's not. Where the problem lies is a lot of people have migrated from Ohio north. <laughs> Or vacation here from goddamn Columbus, and that's where a lot of Hutch, it lies. I have to ask. I've never really bothered because I mean, like a lot of it is self-explanatory. But what, 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 where did your like Ohio beef come from, and why Columbus specifically? Why not Cleveland or Advocare? Oh, that's oh, where really? It came from uh, yeah. that was the, the you sure because that's some deep deep rooted <laughs> shit. I, I was gonna say because yeah, it does seem like that. Uh, it wouldn't have been that recent. I mean, have you driven through Ohio? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't need much more of an explanation. <laughs> have you spoken to someone from there? Yeah. I uh, I had I spent some time. I'm just time. kidding. I know. Actually, it's terrible. It's really bad. A lot of my wife's family is from Ohio. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully she doesn't listen on this one. But <laughs> sorry, she's listening right now. <laughs> I've almost just kind of inherited a few hate for Ohio just from hanging out with him. <laughs> but I see it all. Actually, now. I do have a lot of good friends that are from Ohio, and and they're not all inbred. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a sports related thing or something, but you're not that big. Of a I sports do guy, hate. So. No, you're right. I do hate OSU though with a passion. I wish that, yeah. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, the, any, do we have anything else? Is there any, any other wine topics that we can, uh, we can come up with? Or are we, uh, we all tapped out? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, we could elaborate all night on, uh, <laughs> on basically what we were just talking about. I mean, Ohio. Well, no. <laughs> with just the, um, Stupidity of North. America. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, you know, you, you you go up there to try to get away from all the bullshit, and so many people come up there and bring their bullshit with it. I mean, it used to be, you know, you want to pull out a guitar and play a harmonica around a fire. Yeah, you know, I'm all about that. But uh, this summer, I was I was someplace. Uh, it was for a bachelorette party. Funny enough, um, and we were at Riverbend Campground, and it was like this fifth wheel pulls in next to us. And it's like they didn't have a stereo. They had a fucking PA system, subwoofers, strobe lights. <laughs> it was like a fucking frat party going on. And they 4 a.m. It wouldn't shut down till every right. maybe this is showing my age a little bit, but it's like it's like, God damn, you can't get a night's sleep without hearing a generator kick on, stereo systems playing. If I hear fucking back in black paint playing on the river <laughs> one more time i'm just gonna flip the canoe and end it because i i can't handle it the problem is is that now you have to go to the upper peninsula which isn't a problem i mean but you have to go that far in order to completely escape and i just really hope that all these idiots don't ever figure out as how nice it is up there well that's the thing some of the places we used to frequent all the time it's like you're you're standing in the river trying to fish and it's like you're getting you know jello shots washing up on shore by the dozen people will pull their canoes out and just drop all their beer cans and trash right there on the side of the river the litter is just terrible and and you go into these state parks too and and it's i mean it's just horrible. You can walk back out with, with trash bags full if you wanted to. You go to your campsite, I mean, there's half-burned trash filled up in the in the fire pit, and half it's thrown about the fucking campsite from raccoons and shit. Oh, my God. Use condoms that are half-burned. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, Ask Alec. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Right before you're trying to cook breakfast, someone's burning condoms on the fire. You know, it's, it's <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was going to say, with regards to the people not making it up to the, you know, they have to get across the Mac, and a lot of people are scared of driving across that thing. Yeah, so maybe that'll, God. maybe the Mac will be like a, uh, you know, a turn or whatever. I read that there's a like truck drivers. They have there's a company you can pay somebody to drive across the bridge. And drive your truck across for you. This guy was saying, he's like, "Yeah, I do it," and like they'll be in the back with a blanket over their head because they just can't. It just bothers them just, so much. It's so crazy to me. I, I know some actually very close um, family of mine that that uh, they can't stand it. And I guess when when you grow up going across that and being used to being in you know a place where you know there's about ten other people in a twenty mile radius, mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't bother you, but. Well, I, I didn't even really notice, like, until last – when I was going up for your wedding last mm-hmm. May, uh, like, that was the first time because we had to stop on to, uh, at the first tower. And I was like, wow, this really is freaking up here. And, like, you can you can open your door and look straight down yeah. to that grate. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, now I see it. But, but like, for years, for my entire life, I've gone across the thing. I never even thought right. about it. It was right. just never an issue. Right. But I guess being forced to stop on it kind of made me reflect a little bit. I just kind of looked around. I was like – this really is 500 freaking feet. In the, like, so, but, um, well, yeah, uh, we got to wrap this up guys. Uh, but, um, but thanks for coming in. This has been, this has been a great conversation. This is exactly what <laughs> I was hoping for. Us. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was thinking I'm, uh, on my way here. I'm like, I, you know, 
you have different groups of friends that you hang out with and things like that. But like my my year is not complete if I haven't seen you guys at least once. So so I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, yeah, it was great. I remember when you first told me about this podcast. It was at Alex's wedding, and I was uh, I was way yeah, far stoked. too gone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was a good time. That was a but good that time. Was, that was the last time we saw you. That was in May. Yeah, last year. early May. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe. Yeah, because I don't even think I'd started it yet. It was like right before I'd started it, and that's uh, right. And yeah. I was, yeah. uh, I was planning on. Uh, like, yeah, I wanted. I said, yeah, I want you guys on. So here we are. Here, <laughs> here we, are. we are. We made it. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be back on Monday and I'm trying, I'm struggling to remember. I have somebody booked, but I can't remember who it is right now. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully they're not from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they are. Um, but, uh, I will be back on Monday as usual. And, um, oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, my old, uh, professor. It's one of my professors from Washington. That's who it was. It's, uh, uh Mr. Garrett Sammons will be here, uh, talking about, uh, movies and, uh, his, uh, his production company. And, um, yeah, so we'll be we'll be doing that. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, my name is Alex. This is American Weiner on podcastdetroit.com. Guys, thanks again for coming on. And uh, I will – I oh, this is my new thing. I never – I always fucking – what I was just doing there, I'm like, yeah, you know, so um, everybody have a good uh, time or whatever. Uh, I always do that at the end of the show. So I'm my new sign-off is going to be asking my guests what my sign-off should be. So I know I'm putting you on the spot, but do you have any suggestions as to what my sign-off could be? If you don't have anything, that's fine too. I know that. Mm. Any ideas? I wish that that you would have told me this earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what I'm gonna. This is the third time I've done it, so uh, I think I'm gonna. Uh, that that'll be uh, what I what I do next time. So that's what I got out of this interaction is ask the guests before the show so they're thinking about it, and then they might actually have something. Because um, my first guest, when I asked that to my my old drummer, he just kind of paused and he's like. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, everybody have – Use your same one that you uh, – have a great day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, everybody have a great day. I was thinking about doing like something like don't whine too much or something like that, but that, that lightning hasn't struck yet. But uh, I'm your host, Alex. <laughs> Keep whining. <laughs> there you go. We'll leave it at that. Everybody have a great weekend.